0: Shorty, 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 shorty Drink beer, think beer, you're listening to Brew Bloods Alright, welcome to Brew Bloods, yet another shorty Uh, We've been kind of lazy as of late, not doing full episodes But uh, we should be back on track here in the next week or two yeah between the holidays and vacations and lazy general laziness uh it's just been one of those things especially a lot of laziness that's a lot been big of laziness thing. yeah a lot of lounging back with uh nothing but underwear on laying on my uh <laughs> my fainting couch but we normally have that i mean that's our normal attire for every episode right it's normally how we record <laughs> just nipple tassels and, and boxers Did you have just little parts sticking out you know <laughs> yeah. it's a little awkward Get a little a little bit a little brain coming out <laughs> Just gently poking out. <laughs> right? No, not Tastefully, but... Not not know. at full mast. Just, right. I mean... <laughs> it's tasteful hanging. <laughs> tasteful hanging, exactly. So it's, yeah, it's got a little hat on it.
1: That's why we don't do a
0: video version of this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we get a lot more If you'd uh, like one, let us know, but yeah. We'll do a video podcast of it. <laughs> um, we are at uh, Good Friend today in East Dallas. Uh, it's one of H- our... Hence the background noise and music and everything. Yeah. It's one of our favorite uh, local eateries. Uh, they've been... They were kind of... Come around 2011 2012. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Right around the time. I'm honestly, not
1: exactly sure because I know they've been here a couple years before we moved down here, and that was we've been down here since 2013. Okay, um, so it was 2011
0: 2012. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say this area used to be a little shady. Yeah, uh, there was a taco joint called uh, Good to Go that was around yeah. here, and then that.
0: Uh, that was the first kind of normal business that was down here. But before that, it was a uh, a prostitution uh, hub <laughs> and uh, heroin and meth hub.
1: Uh, well, Good to Go with since closed, and they touted in their article that they were yeah. the first owner out of three that did not get shot and killed. <laughs> yeah. So that tells you what was over. I believe it was some kind of biker bar or something before, uh, before that was a little shady.
0: Yeah. But uh, this is definitely gentrified since then. Yeah, it is. Uh, maybe we can own it next and we'll move the next one to get a shot and killed. Yeah, <laughs> good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, good friends kind of came along at the uh, really when the craft beer movement started in Dallas, the craft beer revolution in Dallas. They came along about the same time. It was still kind of in its infancy, yeah. the, the local it, scene. But we were starting scene, to get yeah. other stuff outside of the state more at that time. Yeah, and they they kind of came in at the exact right time. And I think for a long time it was it was always super packed. And I think it's kind of leveled out now to where it's like a comfortable crowd level.
1: Yeah, I mean, you come here Friday Saturday night. It's still still, packed. still super packed. Uh, most nights during the week, the bar specific, yeah. uh, kind of hard to find a seat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can like today. We're here on a Sunday. There's a decent amount of open seating. Not too, mm. not to diminish that they're
0: not busy. No, they're no, no, busy, I, but I know, yeah, I, it's it's definitely it's a little more reasonable now. Yeah, it's it's easier to find seats on Sundays and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we like, we like coming here. They always have a great rotation of local um, draft beer or craft beer, and uh, they get some rarities from out of the state, like uh, Epic's Big Bad Baptist Number Fifty Five, which they made um, with our local one of our local coffee roasters, uh, Cultivar, who's across the street here. Who is now. Uh
1: Actually, with Good Friend and yeah. their new location that uh, they opened up a Good Friend Package Store, which is kind of a sandwich slash breakfast shop. With mm-hmm. uh, you can buy bottled beer, and inside of there, uh, Cultivar used to be in the uh, before mentioned Good to Go Taco. Yeah. Moved across the street, uh, and when I say across the street, it's like a tiny little street. Yeah, um, and they moved over there, and they now have a lot bigger area, and I think that's probably helped the package store as well yeah. as Cultivar both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe good to go or will return to a prostitution ring now. It'll become a new... The, maybe so. Maybe craft, craft prostitution. <laughs> if not them, maybe Garcia's hairstyle next door. <laughs> maybe so. So, uh, we thought we'd do a shorty because there's a, a rarity. We've talked about this one before when went to Big Texas. I think our first year um, it, we, but we were so hammered at it's that. It's hard point. to remember because yeah. we also
1: did... That was the Drunken Interviews. That's the one uh, Michael Petacolas likes to reference. Um, we also uh, was the same. beat down Wynn Bims yeah. from Lakewood. So that, was, that wasn't that was our best review. I think this will yeah. be a little bit better review because uh, we actually have some sobriety going into this. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we're coming off a 12-step program. That's <laughs> what, really why we've been so lazy. Um, <laughs> right.
1: But that was supposed to be for
0: off. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well... That was going to be our tell-all book. <laughs> <laughs> Brew Bloods behind the scenes. <laughs>
1: Hanging brain, my road to sobriety.
0: Deliver <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> failure years. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about uh, Franconia's ice block, and I know we haven't formally covered Franconia, but deal with it. We've covered Franconia before, uh, but not, um, in a, not in our usual
1: formal, yeah. uh, tuxedoed manner. I think the most formal we got was a face-off of Oktoberfest beers. Oh, that's uh, right. Maybe a year before last. I think so, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So you're we right. did cover their their Oktoberfest. but okay. we well, screw, screw me. Yeah. So that was kind of an official covering. We yeah. haven't done an
0: isolated Franconia episode yet. Right. Maybe we will all done one. But line. this kind of is one. Um, this is their Ice Buck, and it's a powerful beer, to say the least. They only <laughs> pour this in five ounces. And they only make this uh, – do they make this once a year, or is it – they make it every um, other year Not now? even
1: once a year. It depends on when the first freeze hits. So, okay. uh, for example, 20 – I guess the end of 2015, right. uh, when we had, like, the most mild winter of all time, he didn't make it at all because it wasn't cold enough. But anytime it does get cold enough, he literally puts this outside and yeah. packs it on ice and lets it go from there. And, yeah, this thing is – Sitting at a nice whopping twenty-seven so.
0: percent, yeah, which is uh, far above the usual ice box. So the way ice box work is when they go into fermentation, they actually pack it in ice near the end of the fermentation process, and then when ha- what that happens is the ice crystals start to form, and they drain off the liquid because obviously alcohol doesn't freeze that fast, but the water does, right? And so they uh, they drain it off, and be- it obviously becomes thicker, and then alcohol becomes more concentrated. But I think the norm. At least according to the German Beer Institute is around ten percent. Right. So twenty seven percent is yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's that's quite a kicker. And on top of that, um, Franconi themselves they make one uh, beer, the Triple Dunkel, that yeah. is I believe around ten eleven percent. Outside of that, their normal stuff is probably four to six percent anyway. Right. They're not really a high ABV brewery. They're a very standard uh, German brewery. Um, you know, they're known really for their wheat beer and their regular Dunkle. That's probably mm. their two. I'd say the regular Dunkle's probably their most popular, and then their wheat beer's a close second. Um, Mark and I both like their triple Dunkle better. Right. Uh, it's a little boozier and a little, you know, it's better for our scarred livers. It actually <laughs> gives us more of an effect. But um, I, I just, beyond that, I actually think it's tastier than their regular Dunkle. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, this is this is by far. I would say this is the most powerful beer in the market.
0: It, yeah, in the I think area, anybody yeah, gets this close. Absolutely. Yeah, this is um, that level of might as well be liquor at that point. <laughs> it it's, really is. It's around. It's around the ABV of like a cordial. Yeah, um, it really is. Actually, probably probably more powerful than a lot of cordials. Yeah, but, I would agree. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this this beer can be made. icebox can be made with uh, ale or lager yeast. Um, in this case, they it's a it's an ale. That's a, they're using wheat uh, specifically. Yep. And so this is a wheat icebox. Um, it is uh, as expected to be pitch black. Oh, yeah. Uh, and again, these are in tiny little five-ounce glasses. because uh, I built. mean, you know, 27%, they can't give you yeah. a, a 20-ounce pour of that. I wonder if that's uh, a legal requirement from TABC or <laughs> if that's just uh, them being playing on the safe side. I could see it either way. I bet it's a
1: TABC thing, but I could also see good friend being like, ah, go around and have everyone super drunk that's having yeah. 27%
0: beers. I'm honestly surprised we're able to sell this in the state.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, considering
0: how this stupid we are.
1: Now, this is, uh, Franconia is located in McKinney, a little suburb. It's probably, I guess they're what, a third tier, fourth tier suburb? At least uh, third, probably, maybe at least fourth. third, yeah. yeah.
0: Plano being a first tier. Third. Yeah. But, uh, or
1: Richardson they, being first tier and Plano second and, tier, maybe. I don't know. It's uh, close. Plano's first tier. Are they? Let's, okay. let's rank
0: all the suburbs. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, Allen's
0: second tier. We're not going to review the beer. We're going to rank yeah. the, suburb, the Dallas suburbs.
1: So you at least have to go through three suburbs to get to McKinney if yeah. you're driving up 75. Right.
0: So I'm going to call them a fourth tier. I, yeah. And um, I would say the third, but I would say Allen's a fourth tier. But whatever. Well.
1: Pro- proximity from dallas is we're, not, the we're, not going tree. we're
0: not cutting the tree we're not counting the tree rings here
1: <laughs> that's what i'm doing i think you count tiers based on how far they are from uh, the center not, I, I not th- based on quality i, I think you so have to base it on quality and size um so but anyway quality yes they're they're probably at least a second if not a first mckinney's a good suburb so where does sherman fall in your rankings <laughs> oh they're like a 12th 12th tier All right, suburb tiers aside um mckinney is a good distance from dallas yet this is the only place you can get this icebox right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the last the last uh, keg they had. Um, I think the only reason it's lasted a couple of weeks is because they serve such small pours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've, I mean, even Franconia has promoted it. Come on down and take, you know, try this out. And I don't know if people are scared of the 27%. Probably. Uh, or Which I could understand. You might be like, well, that's a lot. But, you know, that's that's what we're here for.
0: We're here to taste <laughs> yeah. the adventurous beers. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pitch black. And you can't see, I mean, it's... It's like oil. Oh, yeah. Just looking at it, I mean, it has kind of the viscosity of oil, too. It's real, real thick. I mean, it's not as thick as car oil, but it's,
1: you know, for a beer, it looks super thick. There is no head on it, uh, which could be the glass, who knows, but there's no head on this one at all, really. There's like a little slight kind of tan
0: ring, but that's about it. Yeah, the glasses they gave us, these little five ounces, they got like a little bump, like... uh, like a Guinness glass almost, they except do, they've yeah. got the bump in the middle. So it almost makes it look like a rigid female pleasure device. It kind of is, ways. yeah. It's about
1: that size, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, uh, it could definitely be used for your pleasure. <laughs> right, exactly. Not just for her pleasure, but uh, either of your pleasure. Oh, hey. Just depending on wherever her. you
1: get pleasure. Yes, whatever. Yeah. whatever if uh, a rigid device gives you pleasure, right. it could be used by either sex. That's <laughs> No judgment here. Yeah. Smell-wise, very malty. Malty with some booze on there,
0: for sure. Oh, yeah, the booze is um, definitely there.
1: Which, of course, it's it's hard to hide 27%.
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how well it uh, gets hidden in this beer. Because you're, I would expect, I mean, you think about Dog's Tokyo that we had, where it was really boozy. And that was 12%, I think, or 13%. I think it's more like 16 but Was it 16? Yeah.
1: Okay. But still, I mean, still. that's,
0: you know, 10 percentage points less. Yeah, that was really, boo- really, really boozy, though. Right. It's really thick on the mouth. That's what she
1: said. Yeah. Yeah, it's thick mouthfeel, coats the tongue. Very, very coating. Um, it's kind of malty, like you said. I think it's got a multi-sweet flavor to it.
0: Uh, a little alcohol flavor to it also, but not as much as you would think for 27%. Really, the alcohol there is really on the back on the back of the tongue it's yeah like you would expect at 27 percent. you're drinking like something like jameson right yeah something like that something inflammatory absolutely yeah but this is not at least taste wise not combustible now if i were to take a match to this beer it might explode <laughs> my hand uh i don't think there's any doubt about that it'd be like the flaming homer or whatever it was in the simpsons right yeah or the,
1: locally the flaming dr pepper absolutely it's like the nectar of the gods from shameless which is a reference yeah. no one gets it's got
0: a lot of honey notes to it, um, yeah. a lot of honey there, very, very sweet. It is, it's very sweet. It's almost, it kind of reminds me of like a, like a brandy after dinner or something, you know, something fancy. Yeah, like an after it reminds me of like an after-dinner drink. To me, it's, it's almost got like
1: a, a like thick cola taste to it, like it's almost cola sweet in some ways. Yeah. Um, kind
0: of reminds me of port, port wine. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Very, very thick. It's got almost that same consistency as port, which I don't usually prefer because port to me is generally too sweet. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not really a dessert wine fan at all. Mm-hmm. Although I do enjoy a uh, dessert beer once in a while, but not generally. Sure, every now and again, wine. yeah. But yeah, right. It definitely reminds me of port in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but, but
0: it's it's really smooth. Um,
1: uh, it's it's not. It's kind of thick on the tongue, but it's not. It's definitely not drying at all. Yeah. It's um, like I said, it's smooth. I think you could probably drink. If you could get it, you could probably drink a 20 ounce of this, and you wouldn't. You might feel a little full, yeah. But it's not. I don't know. I don't think it's something that if you had a couple of these, other than the fact it's 27, percent you would feel too bloated or anything on it. It's 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 a lot smoother than I expected, actually.
0: Yeah, it's it's got a little bitterness to it, but it's not from hops. I think it's from the alcohol. Yeah, it's it's really. Like the alcohol is there, it's it's definitely in the back of the tongue and it's really present in the back of the tongue, but it's not like overpowering. Which no, it's is, not. No. Which is quite the accomplishment, I have to say. It's a really well-rounded beer. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So ratings.
1: Uh, well, I guess I can go first. For me, um, the thing I expected this to be the closest to. Uh, I know it's not the same. It's not the same style. Uh, this is wheat-based, and mm-hmm. uh, Dunkel is not. Well, yeah, Dunkel is not the same kind of wheat based that they're using here. But I kind of expect this to be in the family of the Triple Dunkel. And, you know, like we said before, that's probably my favorite Franconia, regular Franconia beer. They also make a great double IPA when they make it. But um, it's one of the smoothest uh, double IPAs I've ever had. But, yeah, uh, their Triple Dunkel is really good. And I think this is kind of similar to that. Um, It's not – this is boozier and sweeter than that. And it probably has to be sweeter than that with all the booze. But um, so that was kind of my expectation coming into this, something that I would like about – On that level, and I think it did deliver. Um, I don't really have any complaints about it. I don't really think I'd change much about it, given you know maybe a little. Maybe you could take a little bitterness off, but I don't know that there's much you can do about that once you have this level of alcohol.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you do that either.
1: So for me, um, I would give this one 4.25 out of five.
0: Yeah, I'm going to call this beer because appropriately, so Bob's Big Boy Um, got a nice round belly on it. It's a it's a really well rounded beer, and it's uh, it's big and bold, and I'm very I'm very happy that they were able to mask the alcohol so well. Um, and like I said, you really get it on the back of the tongue. It's, it's really more of an aftertaste than anything yep. else. Up front, it's, uh, it's thick. A lot, of, a lot of honey in there, maybe molasses. Like I said, it reminds me of a port wine. So if you enjoy port wine, you're probably going to enjoy this if you can find it. I know we're ex- this is hyper-local, and unless you're in Dallas, you're not going to have a chance to get this. But... <laughs> Um, if you ever have a chance to, I would highly recommend it. And I think it's a very uh, very accomplished beer, and I think uh, Dennis should be proud of himself for this. I'm going to give this one a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, nice. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. We, um, we are going to finally get back in regular rotation of things. Uh, hopefully, we've got an opportunity coming up this Wednesday with Breckenridge. I know they're big beer now. But uh, they used to be a Cal Yeah. And so we're going to talk. We're going to hopefully get a chance to talk to them. Uh, they're going to be in town doing some big event. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to talk to their culture czar or something culture like czar, that? Culture czar, yes. Culture czar. Yeah,
1: you can tell their big beer when they have a culture czar. Yeah, exactly. The I, think.
0: Thing. I think his name is Tebow, and I don't, I don't think it's Tim Tebow, but we won't know until we get there. All right Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Bloods. Probst. Probst.